Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak is a 2015 gothic romance film directed by Guillermo del Toro. Set in 1887, the story follows Edith Cushing who becomes enamoured by mysterious stranger Thomas Sharp, eventually marrying him and coming to live with him and his sister, Lady Lucille Sharp, at a gothic mansion in the English hills. A house that breathes, bleeds and remembers. That's a great phrase. Very accurate of what the house looks like. Production design. Fuck. Yeah. It kills me. It's so good. It's one of the most beautiful... It's one of the most beautiful films I've seen since The Shape of Water. Yeah. It says a lot, hey? Yeah. Del Toro's a beast. He loves he loves movies, and you can tell he loves movies just by looking at us. any... Even like Hellboy, like you can look at a still frame of a movie that he has mm. made. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Cunt loves it. Yeah, he does. You could frame any still from, from any of his films, probably. And they're just gorgeous. They're yeah. Yeah. Delightful. How did this not win an Oscar for, for that? Production design, cinematography... Costumes. Considering that um, a film that we've also recently watched uh, did win an Oscar for those things, and that mm-hmm. movie was, look, white dog shit. Uh, <laughs> I wait. So it's not even it's not even brown dog. No, shit. no. It's, it's like, like that. Solidif- it's been out in the sun for ages. It's like that powdery white dog shit. Awesome. The same color as um, the hair on Dracula's head. <laughs> in that but no, uh, this this I I, I weirdly. This isn't a popular movie. Like, apparently it didn't do super right. well. People didn't love it. Going into it, I was kind of like, eh, I'm, it'll be fine. It might be a bit spooky. Mm. was spooky, but also a damn good movie and just brilliantly put together. And I don't understand why people fucking hated it. Well, it came out in October and they pushed it as, you know, like a Halloween, a really spooky horror movie. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess as what we saw happen with Doctor Sleep, horror fans maybe were just like, oh, it's not even fucking scary. Mm. But- what do you want? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What do, do, you, what do you want? want? From, what do you want from horror films? Yeah, like, this is a legitimately good story, which sets up very early on that it's it's just a story that has ghosts in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think this movie absolutely nails it. I gave it four and a half. I would have given it five if it had like a bit more of the heart that I wanted. Yep. But other than that, it's nearly perfect. Oh, it's it's again. I I I think Sean, that's a great question to horror fans. 
Like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. Do you want shitty jump scare shit movies that are terrible and then you complain that, oh, this movie's poor? Like, okay, what, you want hereditary and midst? You can't get them all the time. Mm. Also, I would argue that Midsummer has the same level of, like, scares that, mm. that, that Crimson Peak does. Like, they're, they're beautifully shot films with just dread and tension. Right. I think... Get over yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my yeah. call. Well, yeah. I mean, this film, this was, again, this is like like um, Doctor Sleep. This film hit a lot of things that I really love to see in a movie. Yeah. In that it was as much mystery as horror. And the mystery was so well done. Like, there were so many things set up as just as beautiful iconography or this funny little thing someone said to someone or just, just general story beats. And then it comes back around in this reveal, in this payoff that just works so well so many times to the point that I was realizing well after we'd finished watching it, oh, and there was that little connection that, you know, I didn't get. It was very tightly scripted, very tightly structured. I just thought it was an incredibly well-told story that also happened to have a few ghosts in there. Yep. That's it. And look, full credit. The ghosts, when they appear, fucking awful. Oh, yeah. Hated them. Didn't like it. Hated them. Heaps. That sequence where that one appears uh, when when Mia's wandering through the you know right. yeah, the yeah. halls of the manor was it Alan Alan Dale Hall or whatever it is the yeah Alan Dale Crimson Peak it. House yeah um, <laughs> yeah yeah and she's looking in that room and there's that split second flash of a horrifically grotesque face just just about my chest caved in yeah <laughs> yes like I nearly looked like. That face. Right. <laughs> he does like that sort of body horror stuff well, but in a way that's too realistic. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't... Yeah, you watch... I guess I'm just used to watching action films where everything's very heightened. And yeah. It's supposed to be cool, I guess. But Del Toro does it, and we talked about it. He does it the same thing in Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. where it's fucking horrifying to look at. Yeah. yeah. Like when the dad gets his face caved in, basically. Right. Ah, like, oh, no good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, one hit when his head hit the sink once, I was like, "Oh, that's that's too much for that's me." Rough, and yeah. then more. The violence in this film, I think, mm. has weight to it. It doesn't feel yeah uh, ridiculous or like because some horror violence is like, "Oh, it's like it's like horror violence." Like even in like mm. some slashes, it's like, "Oh yeah, that's but like okay." The, the violence in this has a weight to it. And I think there's a perfect example when old mate gets stabbed in the face. Yes, and he has to work to get the knife out because it's gone in so deep, and it's like that is. That is bad. Yeah. That is not a good thing to watch. Right. I don't like that. But for some reason, I enjoyed this film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even like for that one, like his eyes a little bit bloodshot as soon as the knife Mm. goes in because there's already blood leaking to his eye. Same for when the dad's head gets caved in. Like we see it. I think it's, I think it works because it's not just like gore over the top and there's that distance of, oh, this is obviously fake. Yeah. It looks so real. You're like, fuck, if someone got their head bashed in, I bet that's what it looks like. And you can you can see that it's slightly caved in. Yeah. And I think it's the kind of thing where that almost, that real world horror stays with you more than the ghosts do. But I think that's really effective because that's after watching Pan's Labyrinth years ago. I don't even remember much about the plot. But the thing I remember is when someone gets bottled or whatever with their head caved in. Yeah. That stuck with me because that terrified me more than any of the rest of the creatures. Yeah, definitely. And I think on that as well, what frightened me probably more than the ghosts in this was Jessica Chastain. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. She, 
Everyone in this movie is bringing their A game. Granted, Charlie Hunnam's A game is like D game, but yeah. he's bringing it. Yeah, he's bringing his best. He's, yeah. he's doing his game. He does what he does. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that is yet, but hey, still trying to figure still it out. Still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Keep making movies, Charlie. Well, maybe we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll have a Keanu like Renaissance late in his career where he just plays like silent killers. And it'll be it'll Could be work perfect. for him. Yeah, let's yeah, not yeah. stretch him too that's, far. No, that's not pushing too far. But now, look, everyone everyone's bringing their own game. But Jessica Chastain and um, Mia Wasowski, Wasowska. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I've completely butchered this. That's right. I think I would too. I think I would have gone Wasikowska. That's it. That's no, I don't think that's it. I no, no, don't no, think see, so. I, I fuse. Yeah, let's we'll call her Mia. She's terrific. Mia what? <laughs> Mia what? <laughs> but uh, Australia's Australia's sweetheart Mia. Yeah. Um, one of our best. They're mm. working off one another. Is. So good. And there's so many fucking chilling sequences with the two of them just alone together. And you get mm. that there's that great conversation they have, which I think pays off beautifully when you get to the very the credits are rolling and you start thinking about it when they're talking about the butterflies together. Yes. And she's like, Oh, these butterflies are beautiful, but they they only live for so long and mm. fleeting little moments and we only have these black moths at our house. And she's like, Oh, what are they? What do they eat? And mm. she's like, ah, oh, butterflies, I'm afraid. Mm. And then you go to the house, it is full of black moths, but the black moth is Goth Chastain. Yes. Who has killed every butterfly that has ever come into that house. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's so good. Ah, oh, she's she's almost too good for this. She movie. is chilling at times. Yeah. You you have an inflict through letterbox while just before we're watching this. What was that one review you found? Oh, someone did it, gave it a five star <laughs> review and just said Goth Jessica Chastain could stab me in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Yeah. Uh, she could take a cleaver to my head. And I'll be like, you know what? There are worse ways to go. There are worse ways to go. She's she's fucking powerful. And we were reading the trivia afterwards mm. that you were saying, or Sean, you were saying that mm. originally she was off the role of um of Edith of Edith the, yeah. the, the the wife, and then she read the script, contacted Del Toro, and said, "No, I want to play the sister." Mm. Yeah. Well, she thought it'd be a more challenging role for her, and I, I respect that. Yeah, I, and I think I think me is per- I think that the casting in this is perfect in that those three. Core that three that core trio yeah are perfectly weighted of what they're supposed to be. Hiddleston's you know doing what he does with his smug, charming yeah. manner, yeah, perennial dickhead. Even he's okay in it. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, you hate him, eh? I do not like the man. <laughs> um, not for any like real legitimate reason either. Just because I've like seen him on the talk show circuit and he just seems like a bit of a fuckhead. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think the strength of this movie lies in you were saying, Damo, the mystery mm. of it. Like I love that whole gothic era of like you marry into this mysterious person and there's a mystery in this house and maybe there's something weird going on and maybe it's ghosts and they kind of the whole movie's playing out and you're like, Oh, something supernatural's going on here. Yeah. And then the the final result is worse. Yes. So much so much scarier than any ghost ever could be. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think that's where this movie absolutely rules. So horror fans who were like, Oh, we'll do no enough ghosts. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to sick goth chastain on you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> then they'll be happy. They, they will be happy. They would be actually Stab happy Stab me in that. the chest. <laughs> well, then were we scared? Uh, not in the way that I have been with some stuff we watched, but like, yeah, the ghost's unpleasant. Yeah. A few, few jumps. Um, but even just like there's that scene where Chastain's giving her tea, I think, and she's just scraping the teaspoon oh, yes. across the cup. Yeah, and I was, it just tingles down your spine, and it really holds. Like she does it like three times, I think. Yeah, and it doesn't stop being terrifying. If anything, it just grows. Yeah, and like that's that's another thing I loved about her character and found so terrifying is there is this silent game going on between the two of them where they're both trying to figure out what the other knows, how far how far in there they are, and Chastain is just awful. Like she's so good at sort of putting Mia in a corner 
where she needs to reveal something. Like, she's yeah. she's very good at what she does and she's very terrifying. But for me, easily the biggest scare was the one you mentioned before, where Mia's going down the hallway. She's heard a noise or seen something. And there's a, oh, there's a door with the door handles oh, yeah. Yeah. constantly rattling, 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 rattling. And she goes to open it, turns because there's something behind her, turns back and there's this screaming oh. red-faced ghost. And, and that was- I've had a few moments like these where literally my body reacts in a way that- I get an immediate like flush of pins and needles all over me. Yeah. And it's only happened a couple of times. Obviously, I, I've got no control over it, but that was one of those where <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. that for me, yeah, for, I was scared. And like the ghosts, it was interesting. We talked about this earlier where like because it's the the, the visual effect of a ghost, it, it somewhat has a lesser effect where not long ago, we watched Woman in Black where that was really scary because it just looked like- It's just a woman. A woman. Yeah. 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 But then you've got, is it Doug Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Doug Jones, who's been a lot of Guillermo's uh, movies, often plays the monster because he's a very tall, thin man. And he's very good at just having these movements that are so unnatural and upsetting that even though, yeah, it's it's like this ghost is even a bit see-through or whatever, you're like, nah, he's got me. I'm I'm creeped out by that. Yeah, he's he's very creepy in probably everything he's done for Del Toro. I've never I mean, what? So, he's- He's about five characters in Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. He's like- all, all of the worst ones. All of the worst <laughs> ones. He's he's Abe Sapien in The Two Hellboys, and I'm pretty sure he's, he's the fish man in um, Shape of Water. He just has mm. great body. And even though even though he's animated in this, in that they've obviously used him as the like the skeleton, I guess, right. for, yeah. to animate the, the skeleton on top of. <laughs> yep. But just, yeah, the jerky movements. That fucking- I was terrified any time the ghost showed up because- even though I got to a point in my mind where I'm like, I think they're benevolent. Right. It didn't fucking matter. Mm. Yeah. That scene where it, it, that you have that jump scare of the door and then literally the next second it crawls out of the floor and oh. chases her down the corridor yeah, no, yeah. is awful. And then you have the scene where it's lying in the bathtub and it's yeah. like just, there are so many just awful, awful ghost scenes. So you're scared of that. But then the real horror and the real dread is that there's just tension. Mm. The minute she steps foot in that house, the tension like- because early on, you're watching it, you're like, oh, what are they hiding? What are they hiding? The minute she walks into the Crimson Peak house, the house is gory and gross. Yeah. And then the the tension of the, the cat and mouse game being played between uh, Lucille and, and Edith mm. is so stressful. There's so many scenes where you just want to cut your face off <laughs> just from sheer, like, N- yeah. I can't I can't handle this. Because that- that'll save you. Yeah, that'll save you. Yeah. She, won't, she won't kill you then. Yeah. It even did that thing where initially, like, it wasn't, sustained tension for the whole runtime. Right. You had, whenever it was daylight in the early stages, I'm like, okay, I feel a little safe now. Mm, I feel okay. Mm. But then when it when you know, when know it became dark in the house, something always happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But even bad things were happening in the daylight, I suppose. Like the dad got killed in the morning. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we weren't safe. There was also that shocking shot where they roll the tennis ball back in. Stuff oh, like that yeah, is just yeah. yuck. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, yep. that was well done. And even even the reverse. So, when they, the tennis ball rolls down the hall and then the camera pans up. And normally what I, uh, some horror movies would do is they'd be like, there's nothing in the corridor. Oh. This panned up and you just saw whatever it was like judder back behind the mm, door. Yeah. Mm. And, she, and so, we saw it, she saw it. And it's like, no. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but, Why? But it didn't even roll back because we thought, oh, I think you said, Tom, oh, that tennis ball is going to come back. Yeah. And it didn't roll back when we thought. Right. The scene sort of played out a little bit longer. And then you sort of like to have a bit of a sigh and breathe again. And then the ball rolled back in. You're like, yeah. you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, we'll, on, and then on the house- so, the house was definitely a scary house. Like, yes. the hallway where uh, the, the ghost pops out of the cupboard, 
that had all those like frames, that sort of architecture. And it was the way it was laid on itself for some reason. I don't know if made it made me think of like maybe like rib cage or something. Like there was something Ooh, about it yeah. that, that I didn't like. But then a lot of the rest of the house, even though like when it was bleeding that red oozing clay that looked fantastic. But I almost think it was so beautiful, even in, in its gothic horror yeah. nature, that actually stripped some of the fear because I was just impressed. Yeah. Like yeah. you've got the leaves falling through the hole in the roof all the all the whole movie, the whole way through. Beautiful. It's just stunning. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. And the the sound design of the house was great as well. The creaking, squelching yeah, noises. Yeah. But then just whenever you go on the upper floors and there's all the moths. Yeah. And there's that constant like papery rubber rustling oh, noise. Like yeah. the, again. The design of this movie alone should make people enjoy it. But the fact that there's like, like, I, I don't know, like it's kind of got mixed reviews, mm. but I don't know how you can, even if you didn't enjoy the movie, still not be like, fuck, it looks good though. Yeah. Like the design yeah. from, for so many facets of it is incredible. I reckon the trailer would have had a big thing to do with that as well. Cause if you watch the trailer, it really makes it, they're selling you a horror film. Right. Yeah, a really Correct. frightening horror film. Well, and it's it's not. That's what I thought we were getting in for when I picked this. Because yeah. I watched the trailer and was like, fuck, we're going to die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I just think half the time it's like studios need to get fucked. Right. Market your film properly. Yeah. Sell, sell it for what it is. Yeah. A really well-told gothic horror story. Yeah. And like, I honestly think for like scaredy boys like us and scaredy boys and girls listeners that are out there, this is such a great movie for them to watch because you will get some scares. Yeah. But you also have a really good time because yep. the story is so well done and the layering of this story and its elements are so well done. You walk away very satisfied. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah. This is easily the best set design I've ever seen in a film. Oh, yeah. Because even the even the exterior of the house, yeah. when, when there's one scene where she walks out into this, like, blizzard, and it, the blinding white of this blizzard is so is so well done in that you you honestly are feeling what she's feeling and mm, where she, yeah. you're so trapped. And then later on, so it's called Crimson Peak because during the winter when the the snow lands and the clay melt merges with it, it just looks like this blood in the snow. Like yeah. it is just stunning all the way through. Mm. That 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 beat in the movie too, like lightning rod down your spine when yeah. they're talking just offhandedly and and. Sharp Thomas Sharp says, "Oh, you know that's why the locals call it Crimson Peak." And she's making tea or something, and there's just this. She she knocks the glass, and there's just this high pitched ring that just lasts yes. for like the full thirty seconds of her turning around and being like, "What did you just say?" Like, right. And at that point, you you stump. Like, of course, I mean, look, we know it's called Crimson Peak because it's the name of the movie, mm-hmm. and like, obviously, she gets the warning about it at the start. Like, yeah, we know how narratives work. Sure, but even though even that like that reveal is just like, oh, she fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. She's stuck here now. Yeah. 
Well, on that, so did she act wisely or did she act foolishly? I think with the circumstances presented to her, yeah. she acts she, she acts pretty wisely. She starts working to uncover the mystery. Yeah. I think some of her faith in Thomas is a little misguided, but then mm. it ends up being rewarded because he genuinely does care for her and actually is like, ah, oh, maybe I don't want to kill this one. <laughs> I yeah. think she, she loves him too, I think. Yeah, so she's very clouded by that. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I liked about this is that the the early scenes with Mia when she's still in um, America, she's she's such an independent character. She's not impressed with him to begin with. She like she has some great one liners that she throws back in his face. Yeah, we love her as well almost instantly because she is she's like yeah she's a great character. Mia's delivering it like a fucking champ. Mm. And so, I love her. She's independent. So, when she falls for him, you know, it's because she's actually fallen for him. She doesn't need a guy. She's not some damsel in distress. Yeah. She's genuinely fallen in love with this guy and, and wants to have a happy life with him. Mm. And then we learn throughout the movie, yeah, sure enough, he actually does love her too. There's this, there's this great bit right at the climax. So, again, spoilers, where basically she's learned everything she needs to learn and he's confronting him with it. And apparently, there was this great bit of dialogue where it was really long and he was sort of gave this eloquent speech about why he did everything that he did. And then on the day, uh, Del Toro and um, Hiddleston actually thought, no, this is too long. We need to break it down. And pretty much breaks down to, you lied to me. And he says, I did. Then she says, you poisoned me. He says, I did. And then she says, you said you loved me. And he says, I do. And I love it because he's yep. just, he's like, I'm going to give you 100% truth. Yeah. And so, you lead in with these two horrible facts that he admits to. And then the, you said you loved me, I do. So, he really did. Yeah. He really did love her. So, that's where you're like, how foolish could she have been if she loved him and he did love her? There was just this awful history that she was unaware of. You're like, you almost want them to make it. Like, even though he's done some <laughs> horrible, terrible things. Yeah. They've gotten to a point where they both love each other and like even there's a scene where he- The scene where basically Chastain goes well over the edge because she knows she's going to lose him because they have this codependent brother-sister relationship. Is it codependent or is it uh, incest for the wincest? (laughs) Look, there's a sprinkling- Not even a sprinkling. Fuck, there's There's a big- Straight up a handful. (laughs) Yeah, a handful. (laughs) A big Big handful handful of incest. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, it's like what's interesting is that 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 dynamic became way more interesting the minute- I think Charlie Hunnam's character shows up and reveals that she's like older than him. Yeah. I, I for some reason in my head I was just like, oh, he's he's older. Right. And she talks about how they grew up together and she protected him. But by that stage you've learnt that she's like two or three years older than him and mm. a lot like more canny and cunning and mm. nuts. And mm. so he's kind of you feel bad for him at that point because you're like, Oh, you had no choice. Like yeah. yeah, it's fucked and you've done some awful things and you're a bad man, but I understand why you've done those things. And you've also started to redeem yourself because you've realized you can no longer do those things yeah, to, yeah. to these people. There's that great, there's that, those two great bits where she's like, why did you pick her? And he just doesn't say anything, mm. like just the silence. And then later on when the poisoning has been going on and he's, he's had a change of heart and decided he can't poison her anymore. Yeah. And he tells her to, you know, just takes, doesn't, he assumes that she knows something's up, but mm. at this point he, she hasn't, he hasn't, she hasn't explicitly confronted him. And he just right. takes the tea away and goes, don't drink that again ever. Mm. Yes, ever. Yeah. And then the next scene, you see the look on his face when Chastain's like, oh, I've been putting it in the porridge. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where Chastain is so good because, yeah, she really is just a master manipulator and puppeteer in this film. And I also really like, like you were saying, for, for this his character, you actually start to understand really well where it, you because he presents so seedy and you're like, oh, fuck you. You, you know, you they, kinda, they, they you switch are, you. They trick you. They want you to think it's him. Yes, exactly right. 
And then once you learn the history, basically, yeah, with him being the little brother, that makes such a huge difference because basically, well, she's the one who's in charge when they were kids. They had this horrible parents. She chose to kill their mother with a cleaver in the head. And now they're in it. Like, she even has a line later on, what do you think they'll do to us? You know, you'll be hung. I'll be sent to an insane asylum. Yeah. And so, from that point, from that childhood point, she's made the decision. Now, he has to live with the consequences with it. So, all they've got is each other at that point because they have to hide this secret. Obviously, it builds as they go because they want more money, get more marriages, kill more women. And you can kind of see that he's just spiraled and down and down into this trap until he's actually met someone he, he loves. He likes, yeah. And, oh, fuck, I can't. And then, oh, the final scene <laughs> when Mia and Chastain are out there fighting in that the is, snow. That is an incredible fight sequence. And then it is two women in, like, corsets and bodices chasing one another around. One is armed with a cleaver yes. and the other is armed with a shovel. What a fight. <laughs> I mean, it's, this, it's, this, it's quite a long knife fight that starts in the house and then, yep. like, leads outside. And it's done really, really well. But then she says, look behind you. And we think we're going to see Hanan again. We think, okay, he's, he's gotten out. He's not dead. Turns around and sees the ghost of Hiddleston. And it is near perfection as far as I'm concerned. Mm, yep. And again, you realize in that moment that, yeah, he does love her. And then even Chastain's character saying, you're either going to have to kill me or I will kill you. Like, she says it twice, I think. Yep. That's some powerful fucking stuff. Yeah, she's, she, yeah, she's phenomenal. Like, even, like, the, 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 the complicated nature of all of the characters in this, I think, just enhances the story. Because there's that bit right at the end when, rather than just being like, we need to get out of here, Hiddleston still goes back to try to convince Chastain to stop. Yes. Yeah. And- she, he almost does. Yeah. Because she does care for him. Like, yeah, but then he fucks up. Then he, he fucks does. up because he says all of us. And she's like, oh, nah. What a dumb boy. I know. And then that slow stab in the face. It's, uh, it's yuck. It's yuck. Fuck, there's so many good- Like, I just remember the beat, the the witch, the witch, <laughs> the ghost witch monster thing. The ghost being like, <laughs> his blood will be on your hands. And then literally at the end of the movie- his blood is on her hands. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's, but that's this, good. This movie gives you everything you need, even at the start, when it describes Hiddleston's characters. He's, he doesn't have a worker's hands. He's got the softest hands. Yeah. So, he's never yep. got his hands dirty. Yeah. So, it's clearly going to be the sister, but we don't know that. Nah. Right, but it's it's there. Yeah. All, it's always there. When you look back, everything has been perfectly laid in. Yeah. Really very impressive. It's that line that Mia has at the start, that she'd rather be a widow. Yes. Yeah. And then she is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. She'd, she'd it's, rather be Mary Shelley, yeah. who ended as a widow. Yeah, that's who died right. as a widow. Um, I think I read that Del Toro did like eleven or twelve drafts of the script, and you wow. can fucking tell because yeah. it's just it's, perfect. It's, it's it's very well well done. Yeah, there's not a loose thread. Even even like Charlie Hunnam's character, they drop in that he sees himself as an amateur detective. So when she does kind of fall off the map and things get a bit weird, naturally he's going to investigate and come yep. to the conclusion that he comes to. Yes, it's, it's great. Everything's there. Like. All character motivations are very clearly defined. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. And look, I, again, to bring it back to the question, I think Edith does act very wisely because mm. the minute she suspects something, she starts digging. Yes. Um, she cho- she realizes she can't confide in Chastain at all. Yeah. She tries to sort of confide in in Thomas. And it and it, she I think there's a point where she then, again, acts in the appropriate manner because she, she confides in Thomas thinking he'll help her. Yeah. And then she walks in on the two of them. And right. she realizes, oh- Oh, no, it's fucked. He's so under her sway, yeah. He's in love with her. They're doing sex. (laughs) I just love that her character is writing a novel 
and the publisher guy's reading it mm. and is like, oh, it's a horror. Makes some comments like that. And she goes, oh, no, it's not a horror. It just happens to have ghosts in it. And yeah. they tell you what the film is. Yeah. Yes. And the studio still fucked up the marketing. <laughs> but but <laughs> even- it bothers me. This is like one of Del Toro's best films. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably enjoyed this. Oh, it's as good as Shape of Water, which isn't won awards. Like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I, and I think Shape of Water, the marketing was a bit better. Like right. It was more in line of it's a fabley fairy sci-fi knew what it was. story. Whereas this, yeah. 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 It's such a lush, beautiful film. Mm. I mean, they built the house from scratch, right? That's yeah, right. That's they, fucked. They built the whole house and then they had to tear it down at the end, which breaks my heart. That would GDT. almost never happen. No, no. So that imagine the freedom that gives them to shoot. Any like whatever angle they want, yeah. But imagine the detail then. Yes, because you look at every frame is so detailed, and they've done that. You can be sure they would have done that for the entire house. Mm. It's crazy. It really is. All right, boys, how would we do in this situation? <laughs> Dead, poisoned. So I love porridge. <laughs> <laughs> You're a porridge boy. <laughs> Chastain knows your one weakness. Porridge got me. Uh, Sam, my problem is I'd be like, you don't have to pose me, just stab me in the chest. <laughs> I'm with that reviewer. I'll be your beautiful little butterfly, yeah, Chastain. Mate, you can f- put me in a cage. Uh, <laughs> I think this is saying a lot about me. Maybe we should move on. <laughs> All right, well, let's give the let's give the definition of the boundaries for this uh, yeah. setup. So, look. I don't think that he could marry all three of us because that's just never been <laughs> approved no, upon. So maybe the three of us are just visiting. We're staying there for the winter or something like that. And again, they're setting up because they want to kill us for monies yeah. or something. I don't know. Either way, we're all we're all just trapped in this house. Yeah, yeah. What if it's a not unlike Dracula? We're just the three. We're three blokes who are really into Mia, and we wished that we were the husband. Oh, yeah. so we're just we're, three visiting we're friends. Hunter. Yeah, we're three yeah. Charlies. Three Charlies. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, I think yeah. we'd be able to. I think we'd be able to solve the mystery. Mm. So I think we'd like. I think we're pretty cluey. We'd also and actually, boys. I think we'd be fucked because we'd see ghosts. And again, our our sometimes strength is now our weakness. We would assume ghosts are the problem. Yeah, yeah. We'd be completely blindsided by the fact that no, it's it's incest. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. When when we see uh. Tommy getting a HJ, we'll be like, well, that's new. That's- how, how are the ghosts doing this? <laughs> are the ghosts giving him a HJ? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, incest beats ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't know what, I don't know what beats. Is it, is, is it knife through face beats incest? <laughs> is that the, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah, knife through face, yeah. incest, ghosts. Ghosts beat knife through face because you can't stab them. Mm. Yeah. Look, this, it's just a fun little game. You well, true kids- love. True love beats incest. In this film. Wow. What a imagine imagine you're DDT and you sit down to pitch this movie to a studio and they're like, So what's the theme? And you're just like, True love beats incest. And they're like, gonna need to change the market. No, I can see why they've changed the yeah, marketing. They go, We're gonna focus on the ghost. True, uh, true love beating incest is a hard fucking sell. Uh, look, yes, yeah, so for us, I don't I don't know how well we'll do. I think I think a lot of us would be like, Jesus house rocks. Mm. Oh yeah. my god. We'll just yeah. be like too focused on the beauty of this house. Yeah. And and then we get stuck on the ghost, thinking the ghost with a problem. We wouldn't be like Mia being like, no, the ghosts have always helped me. We'd be like, ghosts, hmm. no way. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> yeah. So like Chastain, if like like we said, she's quite good at staying a couple of steps ahead. I, I can't see us getting ahead of her. So ever. we try and run, we try and leave, but yeah. we're stuck because we're snowed in. Right. So then we're trapped yeah. in that house with ghosts. Yep. So that's when we start need that's when we need to play detectives and start putting some pieces together. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then I guess it, let's let's go let's just jump to the point where we put the pieces together and we know that the Chastain's up to no good. Have we put the pe- are we able to put the pieces together? Have we arrived at the house with the information that Charlie yeah. Hunman had? Yeah. yeah, I think we would, yeah. Yeah. So we know he's been married before, but we don't know the nature of because he could then just be like, yes, I was married and she died. We're not dumb boys like him, though. 
and mm. possibly better actors. So we don't like tell them that we know everything. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Nah, correct. We keep that pretty close to the chest. Do we get a chance to talk to me? I don't find out what she's I learned. Okay, let's say let's say we have. I think in that circumstance, it'd be easy to just grab Mayor and get out of there. Yeah. Three of us. Yeah. And I'm prepared to be put in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Tom would go distract Chastain by like showing his chest and just be like, like stab me. Yeah. Stab me here. <laughs> Do whatever you like. Right. I'm ready. He'll get stabbed and we'll get away and freeze in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like if you run away though, you're, you're going to die out there. Yeah, that's true. So we have to kill Chastain. Ooh. We do have to kill Chastain. Yeah. That's the only way, isn't it? Guys, I've got it. I subject myself to Chastain. Yeah. And then in the final confrontation in the snow, you'd be like, she's like, you know, the two of you can't beat me. And one of you is like, there are three of us. And she turns around, it's ghost me. Oh, yes. In my ghost cage with a knife through my chest. Yeah. Yeah. My my ghost is here to protect you. And then the problem is, though, we don't beat Chastain because then you become preoccupied with killing me as a ghost. (laughs) That's true. Because you're like, no, no, it's a ghost. It plays with this beautiful moment where, like, there's Tom, the three of us, and then we just scream. Yeah, yeah. He he winks at us and we try and kill him. Yeah, yeah. And then Chastain. We suck him into a vacuum. Yeah. 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 You you basically... We invent that and then we... (laughs) And then we do that. Um, We got to... Maybe we... Get her down into the basement level, yeah. open one of those vats of bloody clay blood yeah. and just chuck her in there. If we can get her in one Lock of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's where uh, Tommy Ghost comes in. We can um, use him to distract her while yeah. one of us knocks her into the- uh, into Yeah, the- no, this, is, this is a good plan. Yeah. You as a ghost, you could get stabbed forever. I could. Yeah. Is that my life? Being stabbed forever? Well, the movie ends with Chastain's ghost uh, playing piano, still in the house, yeah, never right. to leave. So there's you just like watching adoringly from the side. I'm in my cage. Can you play Mr. Brightside so I can come out of my cage and I'm doing just fine? <laughs> become the Mr. Brightside, guys. <laughs> well, on that note, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners have any comments, would like to say hi, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Orchard trade stay scared everyone (laughs) you're a porridge boy when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.